What's up? What's up, guys? Welcome back to another I'm in Rock podcast. And today I'm going to be talking to you guys about an amazing, amazing natural product uh, that comes from black cumin seeds, also known as Nigella sativa. You may have heard about black seed before, but I'm going to get into the actual research about um, the specific ingredients, the active ingredients that make black seed a powerful natural drug. And it's not only good for, you know, one particular illness. Okay. I'm going to show you in this particular podcast, we're going to go over how it's good for diabetes, how it's good for cancer, how it's good for viruses, bacteria, how it's good for your liver and how it's good for your kidney. So literally we can go directly to the government's own website and they have an article here titled thymoquinone, an emerging natural drug with a wide range of medical applications. So let's read the abstract and then we're going to get into the, the, the details of this. So it says Nigella sativa has attracted healers in ancient civilizations and researchers in recent times. Traditionally, it has been used in different forms to treat many diseases, including asthma, hypertension, diabetes, inflammation, cough, bronchitis, headache, eczema, fever, dizziness, and influenza. All right, so just in the first two sentences, we, we have such a broad amount of diseases that we can treat, everything from asthma to bronchitis to the flu and diabetes. So experimentally, it has been demonstrated that Nigella sativa extracts and the main constituent of their volatile oil, thymoquinone, possess antioxidant, anti-inflammatory, and hepatoprotective properties. The word hepatoprotective means protects the liver. So the, the black seed oil works on everything in your immune system, including your liver, including um, the lungs. And we're going to get into the details of how that works. So um, in this particular review, we aimed at summarizing the most recent investigations related to a few and most important effects of thymoquinone. It is concluded that thymoquinone has evidently proved its activity as hepatoprotective, anti-inflammatory, antioxidant, cytotoxic, and anti-cancer with specific mechanism of actions which provide support to consider this compound as an emergent drug. All right, so that was just the abstract, the overview. Now let's talk about the constituents of what's actually in black seed or nigella sativa. So nigella sativa seeds contained fixed oil, proteins, alkaloids, saponins, and essential oil. The biological effects of Nigella sativa are attributed to the various characterized constituents. Thymoquinone, the most prominent constituent of N. sativa seeds essential oil, has been intensively investigated with over 406 research reports having been posted on the PubMed database about thymoquinone since 1960. It has been ascribed many properties. And so we're going to review some of the properties of this active ingredient. So it is, it is shown here that um, it is hepatoprotective. Once again, 
um, they did uh, an experiment with people that had um, induced toxicity from some sort of anti-inflammatory pill like Tylenol or Benadryl, right? And they overdosed, let's say, on Tylenol, and it was shown that thymoquinone, the active ingredient in black seed oil, um, was protective against all these different toxicities from overdosing on Tylenol, all right? Um, so in addition to that, it's also anti-inflammatory, and it protected against, um, you know, many different effects that people had from different drugs, um, you know, people that had ulcerations, um, arthritis, many different kinds of effects were noted. Now, what's particularly interesting is the anti-cancer and anti-tumor effects uh, right here, which shows that um, thymoquinone was exposed to, you know, myoblastic leukemia H160 cells in vitro, and um, also small lung cancer cells were exposed to thymoquinone, and it demonstrated anti-cancer and anti-tumor activities. All right. Now let's get into the the anti-inflammatory effects really quickly. So there are many reports on the anti-inflammatory activity of thymoquinone. Kundu stated that the anti-inflammatory effect of thymoquinone is caused by the upregulated expression of heme oxygenase 1 in human keratinocytes by activating nuclear factor erythroid-related factor 2 via reactive oxygen species-mediated phosphorylation of protein kinase B and cyclic AMP-activated protein kinase alpha. According to Bai, thymoquinone attenuated thioacetamide-induced liver fibrosis accompanied by reduced protein and mRNA expression of Alpha smooth actin collagen one and tissue inhibitor of toll like receptive four and decreased pro inflammatory cytokine levels. So, what they're saying is, you know, someone that might, like we talked about before, fibrosis of the liver or extreme damage to the liver is caused by a hyper inflammatory response. And um, this overexpression of these particular smooth muscle proteins inside the liver. And what they're saying is thymoquinone actually reduced that. All right. Now, thymoquinone has also been reported to inhibit the effects of TPA-induced expression of cyclooxygenase and nuclear factor kappa light chain enhancer of activated B cells, which is NF-kappa-B. So NF-kappa-B is a very important transcription factor, which is responsible for the transcription of and the expression of inflammation. So it says here that nigella sativa and thymoquin treatment also suppress the ex expression of this cyclooxygenase in the pancreatic tissue of streptozotocin-induced diabetic rats. So it showed that it, protect, it protected the pancreas of these rats who had diabetes and were also um, undergoing other medical treatments. It's also an anti-ulcer drug, okay? So I know people that uh, many, many years ago, um, I found out that they had stomach ulcers. And then, you know, they would go to the doctor and get treatment, 
go to the hospital, come back, be fine for like three or four months. And the next thing you know, the ulcers are back. So it's not just anti-cancer, not just anti-tumor. It's also anti-ulcer and it's gastroprotective, meaning it protects the gut. And that's a very important quality of black seed oil to protect the gut and the stomach and to protect us from ulcers is an amazing, amazing prophylactic. So the anti-ulcerative effect of nigella sativa and thymoquine was demonstrated by investigating ethanol-induced mucosal alteration in rats, which was inhibited by pretreatment with thymoquinone and, and sativa. Furthermore, oral administration of thymoquinone in Wistar rats for 21 days led to a significant reduction of the levels of different pro-inflammatory mediators, IL-1 beta, IL-6, um, tumor necrosis factor alpha, um, IFN1, and PG, all right? So once again, we're going over the anti-inflammatory effects because it doesn't matter what the disease is. It's not about whether it's a virus, a cancer, a ulcer, um, fibrosis. It doesn't matter what the disease is. Um, the most important thing is to calm down the flame. And we're seeing, you know, it. if we want to decrease IL-6, which um, is a huge um, cytokine that we often see in people with severe SARS-CoV-2, um, we're going to get to that in a second, but IL-6 is one of those determinant factors that's going to say, like, hey, you have too much inflammation. Okay, we need to calm that down. Um, it's also calming on IOB. And remember, IL-6 is depression. So this could even go further into treating depression. All right, so intraperitoneal treatment of mice with thymoquinone, 24 and one hour before intratracheal treatment with diesel exhaust particles prevented pulmonary inflammation and the increase of airway resistance caused by DEP and inhibited the increase of blood leukocyte numbers and plasma IL-6 concentrations. So again, this is why this anti-inflammatory response is so interesting because they're exposing these mice to, you know, very toxic diesel exhaust particles. They're exposing them to, um, you know, all kind of toxic chemicals, which, you know, can cause some sort of inflammation in the lungs. And what it showed here is that um, by treating these these mice with thymoquinone, they were protected from that inflammation and that that effect. In addition, um, it says here that pretreatment of Wistar rats with thymoquinone and one two dimethylhydrazine for ten weeks prevented the depletion of antioxidant enzymes, catalase, glutathione, peridoxase, and superoxide dismutase in red blood cells and maintain a similar value as the control group. So what this shows here is that the effect of black seed, is it stabilizes our natural antioxidants like glutathione, right? And um, that's, that's important because um, it's showing that, you know, it's going to keep that, that oxidative stress down. It's going to balance those pro-inflammatory responses, um, and it's going to stop oxidative stress. All right. Even if you come into contact with something toxic like diesel exhaust or like cigarette smoke or like any of these things, the, the fact that you have the thymoquinone in your system is going to stop your system from overreacting to whatever the poison is. In addition, it says here 
that, you know, this treatment of dimoquin and dimethylhydrazine prevented erythrocyte damage in DMH-induced colon post-initiation carcinogenesis in rats. So it stopped cancer from starting, is what it's saying. And TQ and intertiba oil possess cytoprotective effects against the anti-cancer drug cyclofoxfamidide via maintenance of hemoglobin and blood sugar levels and the activities of liver enzymes, bilirubin, urea, creatinine, lipids, and low-density lipoprotein cholesterol in the liver. So if you're already taking some sort of um, medication, um, what they're saying is that thymoquinone can protect you from the side effects of your cancer medication. And if you are diabetic, it can help you maintain proper blood sugar levels and hemoglobin. So yeah, it's, it's very broad, all the different effects that thymoquin um, has. And also it shows here that thymoquin efficiently attenuated neurotoxicity by improving cell viability and partially reverse the loss of spontaneous firing activity and AB1B42 aggregation in vitro. All right, so those were all the anti-inflammatory effects, all the protective liver effects, um, antioxidant effects, and um, neuro effects as well. Now we're going to get into, excuse me, the anti-cancer and anti-tumor activity. All right, so it says here there has been growing interest in natural compounds with anti-cancer properties because they are presumably non-toxic to healthy cells and are available in a readily digestible form. There is a wide consensus in cancer research that thymoquin has promising anti-cancer activity. Many researchers provided evidence for the chemopreventive or chemotherapeutic activity. Thus, it may be useful as a dietary supplement to enhance the effects of anti-cancer drugs. There is evidence that thymoquin induces P53 independent apoptosis via the activation of caspase 8 in the caspases 9 and 3 in the caspase cascade. Activation of caspase 8 promotes the release of cytochrome C from mitochondria into the cytoplasm. It also modulates the BAX-BC12 ratio by upregulation of pro-apoptotic BAX and downregulation of anti-apoptic BC12 proteins in P5 and all H160 cells during apoptosis. Investigating the anti-cancer effects of thymoquin on A549 non-small cell lung cancer cells exposed to benzaprenine Ulesi found that thymoquin treated treatment upregulated backs and downregulated BC12 proteins. These molecular events led to regulatory P53 levels affecting the induction of G2MC cell cycle arrest and apoptosis. So what they're saying is that thymoquin is selectively going to help your immune system see cells that it needs to blow up and cells that it needs to not blow up. And the problem with cancer is that the immune system becomes so weakened that it allows unhealthy cells to express um, mutations. And when it can't stop the mutations from happening, 
where it's not killing the bad cells, then that's when cancer starts to grow, right? So what they're showing you is that they did this with lung cancer cells. They are they also did the same thing with remember we talked about the gastro cells, how it's gastroprotective. And it's also been proven to be hepatoprotective, which is protective for the liver cells. So now we're going to talk about the breast cancer cell line. So in breast cancer cells, thymoquine was able to increase perisoxisome proliferator activated receptor gamma activity and to downregulate the expression of the genes for BCL2 and cervivin. More importantly, the increase in PPPAR gamma activity was prevented in the presence of PPPRY-specific inhibitors and PPPAR-gamma-dominant negative plasmids, suggesting that thymoquin may act as a ligand of PPPAR-gamma. Treatment of human breast carcinoma in both in vitro and in vivo models demonstrated anti-proliferative and pro-apoptotic effects of thymoquinone. Thymoquinone possesses anti-tumor effects in breast tumor xenograft mice, and it potentiates the anti-tumor effect of doxorubicin. Thymoquin has also been shown to inhibit the growth of human coloangiocarcinoma cell lines, TFK1 and HUCCT1 in a dose and time-dependent manner. The mechanism of CCA cell line growth inhibition is exerted by downregulation of PI3K and once again, NF-kappa B and up and regulated gene products, including X-linked inhibitor apoptosis protein. Sorry, where were we at? Let's go back to where we are. Okay. All right. Um, thymoquin effects on human topiosomerase Alpha were investigated and demonstrated that it enhances enzyme-mediated DNA cleavage fivefold, which is similar to the anti-cancer drug etoposide, indicating that thymoquin can be considered as human type 2 topiosomerase poison. The majority of patients with glioblastoma, the most aggressive malignant astrocytic brain tumor in adults, experience a recurrence of the tumor because of these cells resistance to apoptotic cell death following ionizing radiation and chemotherapy with TMZ and an increased autophagy. Thymoquin proved to induce caspase-dependent apoptosis and to inhibit autophagy of glioblastoma cells. By studying the mechanisms of cytotoxicity on neuroblastoma cells, it was additionally found that thymoquin induces apoptosis by increasing the BAX-BCL2 ratio, which leads to the release of cytochrome C from mitochondria into the cytoplasm. All right. Cytotoxicity, cytotoxicity of thymoquin was also tested in triple negative breast cancer cells that lack functional tumor suppressor P53. Thymoquin treated cells showed G1 phase cycle, cell cycle arrest and apoptosis characterized by the loss of mitochondrial membrane integrity as evidenced by the release of cytochrome C. 
pretreatment of HEPG2 cells with inositocysteine, a scavenger of reactive oxidative species, prevented thymoquin-induced cell death. Thymoquin treatment also stimulated mRNA expression of pro-apoptotic TRRAO death receptors and inhibited expression of the anti-apoptotic gene BCL12. So, in conclusion, it is evident that thymoquinone, the predominant constituent of insensitive volatile oil, has a wide spectrum of favorable effects. In our review, this supports this natural compound as a drug with a wide range of medical applications. Further clinical research is required to confirm its benefits and efficacy as a pharmaceutical preparation. All right. So this is just one article that pretty much was a meta-analysis of all the broad, um, all the broad effects of black cumin seed. So I want to do a couple more articles on this because um, this really focused on, you know, the liver protecting the liver. Um, now we're going to focus on the antimicrobial effects of black seed oil, right? Because we are living in the midst of a pandemic, but we need to keep our immune systems healthy from uh, many, many different things. So the antimicrobial effects um, are seen in how it, it interacts with funguses, how it interacts with cancers. So so we're gonna look at another article about thymoquinone and COVID-19. All right, once again, another article from the National Institute of Health. All right, and this is actually from July of 2020, July 10th of 2020. They have already known that black seed is powerful and that it can definitely have some effects. So at present, the medical approaches to cope with COVID-19 infection caused by the respiratory syndrome coronavirus are mainly supportive. In the absence of specific antiviral therapies or vaccines, the medical care is complemented with different combinations of broad-spectrum antiviral agents, antibiotics, and covalescent plasma transfusion. Thymoquin was also effective and shown to be tolerable in children with intractable epilepsy in a randomized clinical control trial at a dose of one milligram per kilogram a day orally. So right there, if you're listening to this and you know someone that has epilepsy. So this shows right here, not only does it help diabetes, not only does it help cancer, it's also something that can help people with intractable epilepsy, people with neuroimmune diseases. Interestingly, thymoquinone and nidilisativa extract were found to be effective against the avian influenza virus H9N2 and a marine cytomegalovirus infection model. You lastly and coworkers reported that the treatment of cells with nidilisativa extract prior to infection with coronavirus decreases the replication of the virus. So they're saying, hey, even if you get infected with the virus, with nigella sativa in your system prophylactically, the virus won't be able to replicate uncontrolled. 
Moreover, gene expression analysis of the transient receptor pro potential proteins showed a reduction in virus loads on extract treatments, which can decrease coronavirus survival inside cells. It should be noted, however, that these studies on the herbal extracts may not have been carried out according to the more recent scientific qualitative standards for plant-derived products. Therefore, there is the possibility that high concentrations in vitro or doses in vivo, which are of no translational value, have been used. Thymoquinone as a compound, purity greater than 99%, has unveiled a remarkable antisepsis and immunomodulatory effects at specific doses. Moreover, specifically, thymoquinone modulates the production of nitric oxide and reactive oxygen species and protects against multiple organ dysfunction syndrome. ROS, including superoxide, hydrogen peroxide, and hydroxyl radicals are produced, among others, by xanthine oxidase and NADH oxidases. The NADPH oxidases uncoupled NO synthase and mitochondria are considered important mediators of ROS and sepsis and cardiovascular dysfunction. In fact, sepsis is characterized by the enhanced release of nitric, nitric oxide, which correlates with systemic dysfunction and tissue injury in humans and animal models. Nitric oxide can interact with the absorption of calcium in the myocytes and therefore can impede contractile activity. In addition, NO plays a key role in the systemic inflammation of sepsis, including vasodilatation, altered vascular permeability, extravasation, and leukocyte migration activation, notably inflammatory cytokines, such as TNF-alpha, IL-1-alpha, IL-2, IL-6, and IL-10, also enhance NO production via INOS. Thymoquinone has been shown to downregulate inflammatory cytokines, reduce nitric oxide levels, and improve organ functions and survival of sepsis in an animal model. This perhaps through a redox mechanism which decreases the systemic oxidative stress and inflammatory response. Consequently, thymoquinone decreases the, the levels of early stage sepsis biomarkers by 30 to 50%. Interestingly, thymoquinone has also been found to have a protective effect against lung fibrosis and collagen deposition by modulating the nuclear factor kappa B and the antioxidant enzyme nuclear factor 2 heme oxygenase signaling pathway. Virus-induced phagocytic activation with oxidative stress, not just because reactive oxidative species is produced, but also because activated phagocytes also produce inflammatory cytokines by the activation of NF-kappa-B. Additionally, many genes that are regulated by NF-kappa-B including inflammatory cytokines, COX2, and INOS, contribute to a rise in a sepsis inflammatory response. Thus, NF-kappa-B inhibition can suppress inflammatory genes, impede the cytokine storm, and reduce immune cells infiltration and activation, therefore protecting against tissue and organ damage. 
So what they're saying is that um, molecular docking studies have proposed that thymoquinone may inhibit SARS-CoV-2 and interfere with its binding to the ACE2 receptors. This can prevent virus entry and replication in, in the host cell. Furthermore, SARS-CoV-2 spikes can bind to a cell surface heat shock protein, which is upregulated during viral infections. Molecular dynamics simulations show that thymoquinone can interfere with the attachment of SARS-CoV-2 to the HSPA5 substrate binding domain B on the stressed cells and thus may reduce the risk of infection. Therefore, the time is probably appropriate to move thymoquinone from experimentation on the bench to clinical testing for the COVID-19 pandemic. All right. So we went over a lot, uh, but just to give you a summary, you know, in layman's terms of what we went over is that thymoquin on the active ingredient in black seed is it's free. It's everywhere. I mean, there's so many places you can get the seeds from. There's so many places you can get the, the black seed oil from. And this is something that they can't, you know, say, hey, well, we had a prescription filled out for you for this, but we're not going to fill it like they're doing ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine. They're not, they can't do that with this because this is something straight out of nature. So again, it's anti-cancer. It's anti-fungal, antimicrobial, antibacterial, antiviral, um, and, and anti-flu. Okay, so, you know, instead of getting a flu shot, just get some black seed oil. Um, and it's anti-diabetic. It regulates blood sugar levels. It protects against damage from um, toxins in the air. We know that they're releasing all kinds of chemtrails and toxins. And um, it's also protective against SARS-CoV-2. So you literally have all this protection from this one miracle compound. And this is why black seed was, was said to be the cure for everything except death um, in one of the older edicts of the Quran. So I hope that this information was valuable to you. And I hope that um, you go find you some um, black seed. Um, I can tell you for a fact, like um, where to get the best product from um, is Amazon. They have a 60 to one black seed extract, high dose thymoquin, probably the highest dose thymoquinone that you can get. 20% of the product is thymoquinone. So you'll get with one pill, you get 100 milligrams of thymoquin. So that's pretty much the highest dose that I think I've seen on online um, to keep your immune system healthy. So hope you enjoyed this and make sure that you guys um, get your black seed, protect yourselves this winter going into flu season. And I will see you guys in the next podcast. Peace.